0: This is the One Step Better Podcast. Helping small businesses make wins each and every week.
1: Welcome back to the One Step Better Podcast. My name is Matt Patrick, and today I have two lovely people, Renee and Jeff Hall, and we are so glad to have you here with us. Um, They own a couple of nothing but cakes in the uh, Ohio area. So we are so excited to have you. I've, we've been lucky enough to work with you guys since right when you were opening your first store or you guys are still in training. So I'm super excited about our conversation today. And with that, um, they have a unique story that they've both come from, I would say is uh, corporate-ish backgrounds. I mean, local corporate as well as big corporate. And then also the uh, decision to go out and be their own boss, which is always super fun. So I'm excited about our conversation today and welcome. Thank
2: you. Thanks for having us.
1: So I always want to start with the, all right. So at some point in your lives, you said, I want to own my own business and run my own thing. That story for me is always so much fun. So what was the, what made you get down this path? Tell me your story.
2: Well, I guess, um, I had been kind of toying with some things. So I guess it's been five, six years ago at this point. And, oh, uh, wanting to do some things on my own. Um, Jeff has had his um, corporate career and is, and, you know, was still doing that and is, is still doing that. But um, I just wanted something, you know, that I could call my own, I guess. And we looked into a couple of things of starting a business and we all know how difficult that is just starting something off from the grassroots. And, um, just so happened um, in my current job at the time, uh, a nothing but cakes opened up across the street. And so I became a customer. I was very um, attracted to the name and I was, you know, wanted to see what it was all about. So I was a customer, I guess, for about six months and brought the cakes home to Jeff and I just talked about them all the time. And I decided to do a little digging one day. And just to see what the company was about, and I just seemed to connect so much with it. So I uh, did a little um, investigating and sent some information in, not thinking anything would come of it. And How fast when, did they jump on you. Well, um, when I put that in, it took them two days to call me. Oh,
1: back. that's that's two days longer than I thought it was. <laughs> you would have been. Their ideal you're their ideal prospect for a franchisee. So I love it.
2: So I, I thought at that point I should probably let Jeff know that
1: um, <laughs> hey, <laughs> I really I'm wasn't
2: serious. You know, it was just a, you know, inquiry. So, yeah. And uh, so I told, I said, Hey, um, I, I should probably tell you about this. I'm nothing but going to be calling us. And he's like, what? So we, you know, did some research and, um, you know, really vetted it out as much as we could at that point. And then we started the process and then we just never looked back. So
3: well, what we really liked about it versus starting our own business, because we looked at that like a t-shirt business from the ground up, um, didn't have the support of a franchise that already was successful, already had a, you know, I like to say a recipe. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Got No pun intended. Pun right? on, you know, no pun intended,
3: but <laughs> The recipe for success and a a, a really good track record. So finding a franchisor that has several that are working and is willing to share an FDD that kind of shows proof of that. I mean, this is in general what you would expect to make. Um, This is in general, you know, what the investment is and uh, truly finding a franchisor that's pretty open to allowing you to talk to other. Franchisees and get to know kind of their experience and, and have confidence that hey they're not just trying to sell you on the company they've they've got nothing in the game to to have you buy another franchise it's more of yep. hey this is our experience and this is what works and for us I mean we love the flexibility of owning a business think that's great uh, return on investment. Uh, much better, you know, it's been for us. Huh. It's better than the market
1: right now. Is it better than the market? <laughs> yeah. A little bit. So, yeah. I, uh, what I loved about it from you guys' standpoint was I felt like you were, when we met in Orlando the first time, you were just opening up and I could tell that the community was really giving to each other. Like, I feel like the owners together are all kind of, there's a lot of empathy in the room with the idea behind. Hey, we're all trying to figure this out and make it better. And how do we keep improving? And I think the franchisee, the franchisor feels the same way. It's like, how do we keep improving it? So um, I love that sense of community. That's always a big deal. And, you know, I, I feel like that is a lot, a big struggle for a lot of business owners is that feeling that they are alone. They're not. Yes. And I, and I'm assuming you guys had that worry maybe in the beginning or are we doing the right thing? And then
0: mm-hmm.
1: how did you guys settle on that? Okay. I feel like we're a part of something that's really the right thing to do.
2: Well, like Jeff said, you know, they one thing that we really like is that um, at certain point in the process of approval, you are um, allowed to reach out and, and talk to any owner you want to. They give you that <clears throat> um, permission. And really, we just wanted to hear the good, the bad, the ugly. People were honest, but obviously the overwhelming consensus was very positive. Um, and the fact that we can still to this day, reach out. Um, I have people that I may have relationships with that I still reach out to that have a little more experience than I do. You know, they've been doing it a little longer than me. And now what's so great is we have people calling us <laughs> and, 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 you know, oh, yeah. the same questions I was asking four years ago. And yeah. I, I really love that part. Um, the people and the, the, you hit it right on the, the head there, the the community part of it, the people part of it is super important to me. And um, I mean, that's what makes it all go around, right? So.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, it does. It really does. You're not alone. You have resources and you have questions. That's what I like about, you know, it can be a franchise. It can be an association. It can be a group of just, you know, local community, whatever you, you know, I, I'm fortunate enough to be a couple of those communities for myself. I've never ran a business before this one before. This is my 19th year. I remember what I was thinking like in my first year going, oh my God, I need to pay the mortgage. How am I going to pay the mortgage? How am I going to pay the mortgage? I mean, I was 30 years old when I started the firm. And so I always go back to that going, so there's a lot of firms that I'm in, you know, I'm in the association today and they're very similar story. It's, I'm just getting started. I don't know how to do things. and And having that franchise support, with the other franchisees is, is super important. I'm assuming you did a lot of that also conversations with other people as you decided to open your second store. Yeah. That was another part of time of probably trying to ask a bunch of questions. Right.
2: Yeah. So we reached out to people who were multi-unit owners um, and were where we wanted to go, you know, so you're always talking to the people that are ahead of you where you want to go, you know, so Yep. Um, we definitely did that and that was super helpful.
1: A lot of stress involved with that second one, right? Or some more stress. And,
3: and it's, uh, it's a change in, uh, management because you can't run, you can't be in both at the same time. So you've got to be some of this personality, you've got to be able to trust the people that you have. You got to train them well and trust that they're going to run it as you would, and then come to you for advice or issues to allow you to kind of oversee two or three or four at some point. So the more bakeries you have, or the more franchises you have, the more you really have to back out Mm -hmm. and, uh, and make sure you have that team below you to, uh, to make it happen.
1: So obviously it's great to have that support, but at the end of the day, this is still your own business, right? So this is your thing. How do you balance or what are the struggles you have with balancing? What I'd say is, your own ideal team that you're creating and the, and I'll say your own and a unique brand Mm -hmm. of, you know, the culture that you're trying to build versus the franchise culture or the, you know, the, how other people are doing it. How do you guys, what struggles have you guys felt like you've had there?
2: Well, you know, with, with a franchise there, it, it it is this kind of fine line, you know, you have all this sport, like you said, and you have um, all these guidelines and these, this great, map and plan, you know, that you can, but then uh, you're right. Everybody does have a different personalities and different, um, business styles. And so, um, I think for me, naturally, um, what comes out for me, like I've already mentioned is the people portion of it. So for our business, us knowing our employees and obviously our customer services, you know, we want it to be number one. um, but also super important to me is the culture in, with my team members. And so um, I think that that either makes you or breaks you. Um, Yeah. So that, that I would say in our business um, is probably one of the biggest challenges is finding those people, keeping those people, uh, especially in the climate we've been in in the past two, three years. Um, It's been very difficult. Uh, but, you know, we just, you know, thought outside the box and did things that you probably wouldn't normally do, uh, but we made it, you know, are making it work.
3: Where we add a lot of value for the franchise or is being local. We kind of know what's happening in, in the general area where a big event's happening. And uh, that's where we've got more flexibility on the marketing side. Okay. You want, you know, it might be that we want want to do some kind of uh, fundraiser to help the school. Yep. So we locally will go and market to the schools and say, how do we set this up to where you guys win, we win, and we help the community. Um, that's awesome. We do it across the board with, you know, several different organizations, uh, hospitals, and schools. And, and and that's where it's crucial really for a franchise or at a corporate level. They They can't dig into the nits and nats of every single small community. They really need somebody that's invested in the community, cares about the brand and cares about, you know, the community and and the product itself.
1: Yeah, I mean, your background, Renee, was in uh, marketing. So how has some of that transitioned into what you're doing now?
2: Uh, It's a huge, uh, you know. That's a
1: huge uh, advantage that you have over other franchisees, I'm assuming.
2: Yeah, I think everybody brings their own thing to the table. You know, where I had that natural ability to to market, to you know, uh, bring people together, you know, that sort of thing, and um, obviously operationally execute something. Somebody else may have had this great behind the scenes business sense. You know, and not that. Yeah. You know, so, Jeff helps wait, wait. a lot with that. Around. You have
1: that, Renee, you have wonderful businesses. Don't, <laughs> I'm don't not
2: saying I don't. Short. I'm just saying that yeah. I learned a lot. You know, even when the day I met you, I said, talk to me like I'm a child. <laughs> 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 because I'm learning a lot here. And that,
1: that's been great. Yeah. That's normal, though. That's that's totally normal. That's what we expect. Like, I, I often talk to people. They're not an accountant. So they don't, I have to translate accounting to English is what I try to tell people. That's our job. Yeah. We try to. Try to. As accountants, for not, that's not the easiest thing for us to do though, so.
2: Yeah, I can't imagine, but yeah, yeah. yeah so the marketing does help. Um, it's it's a huge part of our brand, um, getting out there, like Jeff said, and um, getting the cake, you know, in these in their mouths and getting them to taste it and they're sold, you know, yep. once they-,
1: they It's taste. an easy product to sell once they get it, they, they taste, right? Yeah. Um, obviously, you came from, I'm going to say Chick-fil-A, right? That was your background. And- that culture is amazing. How much of that kind of, that background, knowing how that, what worked well there, what, what worked did it, you kind of incorporated into how you feel like your business needs to run as well?
2: Uh, I, I feel like I brought um, a, a lot of it over. It It's a good, uh, as far as, like I was mentioning, the culture and the environment and how we uh, treat our guests, how we treat the people we work with, um, you know, is... I think if you don't get that right, you're going to have a hard time.
1: Uh, cake could be good, but if they have a bad experience, it's still a bad experience. Yeah,
2: right. yeah. So, so yeah, I I think it it you know, I felt I felt like a similar culture. While things are still different, you know, they were still they're still different. They're not exactly the same, um, but you know, I felt like I could take whether it was chicken or cake, you know, yeah. some of that I could. Um, definitely transfer over.
1: It's the people part though, right? That's what I think that Chick-fil-A does really well is their people are super trained. Well, they've done a good job of being consistent in their hiring and their customer services. You know, they push a lot on it. I think that's similar to how you're running your business. I, I would say you've got a great team around you. You've done a great job of building that team. Um, like you said, it's a struggle always to find people and develop them and have a path for them. Uh, but at the same time, it's also the kind of, I want to say it's kind of the fun part. Like, you know, finding the right people on your team and trusting them is is, is is kind of the challenge, but also that's what I think what makes it fun. I so. think that's
2: one, uh, as far as a challenge goes for me, and I'm just in more day-to-day um, than Jeff is. So it's, I have more to say about it, I guess, but um, that trust factor you mentioned, um, I tend to be a little bit, um, you know, I wanna have control. And so um, I, I really have learned to let some things go and, you know, kind of trust and verify, so to speak. And, um, that, that's going to kind of always be, cause I have to, it's like this feeling, I have to have like peace and be settled, you know, have this settled feeling. And, um, so.
1: That is so perfectly okay. I am the same way. I mean, I, I have, I have the hardest time delegating because I really want it to be done exactly right. And at the same time, I know that I can't, do everything like I just I can't right and you run the same struggle I'm sure you're not at both places now that's a big challenge and then you know you want to take like I'm assuming this is like your child right it's like I want this to be customer service never be a problem we never have a bad experience it always works out perfectly every cake is exactly how it was supposed to be done it was right on time and it just that's so hard for us I mean I'm a control freak uh, I say freak, I'm a control person as well. Um, and so I think that is one of the, I think a lot of business owners are that way. So that's, I think that's always a, I always say that's, if it wasn't that way, you that means you don't care. And I don't think that's how we, we wouldn't have done this if we didn't right. care. So right. yeah, if it was just about making money, that'd be a lot different story. But that's not how, that, it's really not a, money, making money is a nice byproduct of it, but taking care of people is a lot more fun. Agree.
0: This episode of the One Step Better podcast is brought to you by Patrick Accounting. Do you need better insight into your business? Are you concerned about your tax strategy as you grow your small business? If you do, Patrick Accounting offers outsourced bookkeeping and accounting solutions for growth-minded business owners and entrepreneurs. Patrick Accounting is in your corner to help you make more money and keep more of it. Check out our website, patrickaccounting.com to learn if we're the right team for your business.
1: obviously now as you've kind of gone into multiple locations, how has technology played into that a little bit for you guys? I mean, obviously, h- how, how do you get access to your information? And h- I mean, how are you guys using technology in that process a little bit?
2: Um, well, from, you know, we a- actually bring up uh, technology. We just uh, now rolled out a brand new website. Um, yep. So, you know, there I know that technology piece for the uh, franchise or for nothing but cakes corporate is um, a piece they're really going to be working on. This is a, a big thing for them over the next year, you know, to
1: make it easier to order online. I'm assuming I and- just
2: getting it to be more current and look yeah. more current and also putting in all those things in the back end of managing how people shop, I guess. And there's a lot that goes into it that, you know, I don't even completely, you know, get, but it, um, you so, know, that helps uh, the website. And then there's all the analytics and metrics that Jeff will grab. And
1: yep. another- you guys are very fortunate from the brand. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I said, that you're very fortunate from the brand. They give you really good data amongst other f- franchisees. So,
3: yeah, exactly. And Renee was saying, we we personally don't do anything with a website, that's all handled by the franchise or all the more reason for that, that franchise relationship with a franchise or uh, those things are streamlined and, and so much easier. And yeah, they do provide data and they share data uh, across the whole country. So we can see trends. I, I get in more of the financial side of it and look at trends. If our business is down a little bit, I'd look to see, okay, is it something unique to our area or is this something that's changing across the board? Uh, we're a highly seasonal brand, so forecasting is crucial to kind of look at last year during that high season time frame and and plan your baking inventory and staff. Order.
1: Yeah, I'm assuming inventory management, getting ready for. I mean, obviously, you guys get a lot of pops every time there's holidays, and certain holidays are more than others, obviously. But understanding what that expectation of inventory needs mm-hmm. are and. I'm assuming right now costs are going through, the, are all over the place. And so figuring out how to price and what control you have over pricing and that kind of stuff. is oh, just amazing. So
3: the, you know, just an example, our price of wheat since January is up 48% and wheat is used to make flour or, are are you know, <the> largest <laughs> you know is used
1: to make cakes, right? Uh, I think that's used, used to make cakes. Uh, it's kind of a tough decision. And, you guys part of the challenge is you don't have complete control over price that is a challenge with the franchise. i mean the franchise helps you all guys dictate price a little bit right you have zones so and in, in guidelines of you
3: know stay within this you know particular range for you know, the demographic of uh in the cost of living of uh, where we're located so yeah they give great guidance there i think it's been very helpful but uh in general you know and, and the products we sell and uh, across Many other uh, industries, you know, it just, uh, yeah, just a likely price increases as as things escalate, wages, fuel.
1: Yeah, it's the same. I mean, a lot. All of our clients are saying the same thing right now. We we do a lot in the restaurant uh, industry as well, and it's just like it's like it's impossible to confirm what we're pricing every day. And we're doing a lot of theoretical food pricing, what food costs should be versus what they actually are. And I'm assuming it's a challenge as you guys go on how often is the franchise the franchisor looking at that as price adjustments like are they giving you guys regular adjustments or is it like once a quarter well, how does that work well
2: last year i we have you know what we call the tiers like you're saying the pricing mm-hmm. tiers mm-hmm. and those were adjusted across the country they redid all of that um, for it to fit in better with maybe what was to come, you know, because where it was, was I think going to cap out. So that changed, I believe last October, September. And, um, you know, we did some changes accordingly and then, uh, actually we're, we're going to do it again. I think it's something that's very top of mind with, with them and with us now.
1: Yeah. I would imagine you do a couple times a year right now with the change. Like you said, if it's up 50%, there's nothing you can do, but. They'll give us a
3: range too. So we have some flexibility within that range. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't dictate a price. This is where you need to be, but they'll say, okay, you're a tier two uh, within this ranger zone. Uh, We're comfortable. I, I think we probably could go back to them and say, hey, you know, look at our P&L, you know, we're really struggling mm-hmm. and, and probably get them to say, yeah. okay, we probably need to move faster. We're not there yet. They've been yeah. good about watching yeah. it as, yeah. as closely as we are, but.
1: It's a moving target for everybody right now. I mean, you know, obviously the, you know, if you start going all the way back to like our government, the Fed's changing was 25 basis points, 25 basis points, and they bumped it 75 basis points. So you just kind of go through this whole process. I think everybody's trying to figure that out right now. It's very hard. Um, we just did that same thing as a firm. We went to go through and evaluate our pricing and it, it is never comfortable. I was, it's always like, oh gosh, I don't want to run these people off. I don't want to lose a customer over this, but at the same time, like I, I got to make money or just, I mean, I have to, I have to invest in my people and all our, our labor costs are up. So it's, it's one of those things where it's just a, it's a hard balancing act for all business owners right now to kind of think through. Um, you know, you guys get access to, like I said, the other, other franchisees, um, you know, that data, uh, we accumulate that. I'm gonna pat myself on the back. I'm the one who introduced profit keeper to bill at the time, the old CFO and got that plugged in and got them connected. Cause at the time they were doing everything on Excel. I can't imagine trying to accumulate this data in Excel like they used to. Um, but yeah, I mean, that information is really is gold as a franchisee getting to see how you really compete, compare against others and where you're winning and maybe where you need to look at as far as areas for improvement. Um, you know, so that is something I think that as a franchisee that you get a, a big advantage over someone like me who I, I, I have to go chase that information down from other people. You guys get that handed to you in theory every, every quarter. So how much is that data kind of helpful in your decision making?
3: Well, oh, it's, it's very helpful. We've, uh, you know, we've taken uh, things even a little bit further. Uh, and this is recently um, with your accounting group, just looking at kind of over time, uh, I love, you know, percent of sales. I love to equate everything back to percent of sales. What's labor's percent of sales, what's cost of goods percent of sales. And then uh, recently your new accountant actually uh, gave us an Excel spreadsheet where I can actually look at, since we opened, you know, a, a running rate of, I can look at March versus March, April versus April, three years running. Yep. And I can kind of see, okay, you know, what are we doing well and what could we do a little bit better? And, and now that we have two bakeries, love it even more. And now we can say, okay, why is our cost to bake the production side of the business? Why is it a little higher and trending higher in this particular bakery? And oftentimes it's, it's with a good reason. I mean, somebody was out sick the month before, so it's a little bit of shifting, yeah. Yeah, but sometimes it's, you know what? Um, because we're not there in the store, that's our eyes and ears to talk mm-hmm. to the manager and say, Hey, could you come in a little early and kind of look at, you know, the bakers and that production team and make sure, you know, everybody is active and moving at the yep. usual pace yep. that, you know, they've always worked
1: at. Before. That's the awesome part of it. Like that is the, I mean, in the day, that's the hardest part, right. Is managing two break is getting your eyes on numbers and having them and, and just evaluating, you know, you know, it's the, you know, measuring what matters and looking at it from an analytical standpoint and making, you know, it's keeping the guardrails up so that you guys know where your improvements can happen and looking at those differences. Uh, it's super important. I love when I hear that, you know, that and our big thing now would be like if I'm in six months with the new bakery, where was I at six months with the, the first bakery? And you can compare that stuff now and it makes you kind of at least, well, I'm on trend or, hey, we're ahead of where we were or, hey, this was an improvement. Labor is a big deal with this right now too so understanding okay we've had to increase labor because of this have we is that how has that impacted our p l so far mm-hmm. how how does that really you know how are we doing as far as managing labor costs and that that that's an important part of the yeah. process do you feel like you had a realistic expectation of your franchise of of nbc corporate when you got into it and are, and are they kind of lived up to that expectation
2: i think so i i think we you know there's there's always things you're going to see and learn. And, you know, uh, I, I I feel like there were no huge surprises. Um, it was, you know, I think people, especially talking with other owners told us that the, the challenges we were going to face and, you know, this is going to be hard and this is going to be, you're going to love this and, you know, just things like that. And I feel like it's been pretty you know pretty um... very
3: i'd say very transparent very accurate on the financials uh felt very good about that um no surprises kind of came in line with you know their fdd uh disclosures of kind of what to expect and and, and also conversations with you know they they allow and, and other owners will share as much as they want to share some very That's willing awesome. to share. Hey, I'll give you p information. Others, hey, I, you know, I'm not going to share that with a stranger, but I'll give you some guidance. And, and all the guidance was good, fair, honest, accurate. Uh, I would say uh, our experience, especially we went into this. Neither one of us have a restaurant, true restaurant background. Mm-hmm. AAA, uh, Renee did, you know, uh, the marketing side of it, but not really running
1: in the operation side,
3: not, not really operation, operation side. So a little
2: bit, but not not the man, not managing. So
3: yes. finding right. somebody like Bunk Cake that does a full soup to nuts is what I call it, training from ground up. I mean, Renee was gone three weeks and worked straight three weeks mm-hmm. in a bakery, hands on. And this is you know this. Dallas, right? Up. you were in
1: Dallas, or were you in Las Vegas? Yeah, in, Dallas, in Dallas, right? Dallas. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say they did a really good job. They do a good job with the new. Franchisees, uh, as they get them up and running, the training was is really good. Obviously, COVID obviously changed a lot with that. Obviously, you had some turnover in their organization, but also they did a good job of helping and supporting the franchisees during that time. And every air part of the country was a little different with how that was affecting people. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, yeah, luckily, you know that I think, you know that they've stability's happened again now post post i uh, say pandemic. At least we're on the hopefully we're on the finishing line there, but. Uh, it's been it's been uh good to see. Uh, we've seen a lot of activity of other franchisees kind of starting back up again now. Start people are kind of looking at it as an opportunity. It kinda of slowed down a lot of it during COVID. It just makes sense, but um but yeah, well I wanna say thank you guys for joining us today. I thought it was a lot of fun. I love your story. I've always loved it I, I totally enjoy working with you guys. Hope you feel the same way about us. And um, you know, I, I you guys are both just just inspirations uh, for, you know, a couple that works together and you guys do a great job. So I want to say thank you for joining us today on this and, uh, I appreciate you.
2: Thank you. Thank you for all Thanks, the support Beth. you give us. It, you know, yeah. It's an important it, factor so for us. It, and,
3: you know? and yeah, to kind of finish that out, uh, we got good advice from her Chick-fil-A owner, um, early on is, don't, you know, you work in the operations, you work on making this thing happen. Let somebody else do that accounting piece of uh, handling the bookwork, so you can focus on what really matters. And uh, gosh, what great advice. And you guys have been excellent, truly, uh, to, to help that, you know, help that uh, come to life for us to where, didn't have to worry
1: about, Hey, are the bills getting paid? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's a good thing. Well, I appreciate that. You're an ideal client for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, you communicate wonderfully. Um, we enjoy working with you. You're, you're awesome to talk to. We always enjoy all your, co- you, you ask great questions. And so hopefully we, if we can make anything ever better, please let me know. I'd love to make it better, even better. Yep. So, well, with that, I'm going to wrap up today's podcast if you have any questions or we'd love to we'd love to get your feedback. You can reach us at one step better at works.com. And with that, thank you very much Jeff and Renee. We loved having you today.
2: Thanks for having us. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to the One Step Better podcast. We really appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to us. We'd really appreciate it if you would take some time to rate us 5 stars on your podcast player of choice and make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you never miss out on another episode.